0: what's going on everybody welcome back to the final pick podcast i'm your host zachary and i'm here as always with my other co-host today what's up guys it's van and we have a new fit new type of um new type of video right new type of topic today uh nfl season obviously somewhat started yesterday we had finally some football after six months almost no football it was preseason it was hall of fame the only person worth a damn that played was pretty much josh jacobs Actually, Trevon Walker, but there's some other guys that played. Uh but it was football nonetheless. It might have been sloppy, it might have been bad, but it was football. So we could be grateful for that. But for many people, this is the start of fancy football season. And we like fancy football. I like fancy football.
1: You like fancy football, right? I mean it's okay. I'm not very good at it, but uh I, I like to think I know a pretty good amount about it. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people are getting ready to prepare for the drafts
0: if you're in a fantasy league. Please don't draft until after the end of preseason, but start, you know, working on who you like, filling out your little draft boards, if you will. And we're going to go ahead and try to help you guys out today. We're going to be going over our quarterbacks and tight ends. Our rankings, we're going to be going over top, basically top 12, because a lot of people have 12 team leagues, uh, usually not too much more than that. And we might give you guys some sleepers that we like. And without further ado, let's go ahead and start off with the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. It might, I mean, it's pretty much the least important position of the main four between quarterbacks, running backs, wide receiver, tight ends. Yeah. My personal belief is, I mean, if you don't drop the QB early, I would wait till like 10th, 11th round even to pick a QB Phillip and running backs and wide receivers. But if you do (laughs) want to be the guy to take QB early, we got you guys covered. We got you guys. 10th, 11th round? Huh? 10th, 11th round? I, I wait. I wait. I on my mean, QBs. That's you, man. Everybody's
1: got their own, own their, their own uh, little preference. Because I'm not gonna hate on it, but definitely not Luigi. Last around for my Q. Well,
0: if I'm the, I'm you know honestly, I'm fine with the 12th QB I have ranked as my starting QB. So if I'm the last one to take QB, I'm fine I'm with it. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, let's get it. Let's go ahead and start. So number one, my number one QB fantasy this year is Josh Allen. Josh Allen. He was number one last year in points per game, and I think it's going to be number one again. Obviously, they have a new offense, so we don't know if it's going to be an exact replica last year, but the QB coach got promoted to offense coordinator, so I think it's going to be very similar. They were very pass-heavy last year, and Josh Allen has a great running running floor. He had the third-most attempts, third-most yards, rushing for QBs, and obviously with his arm. I think he's a no-lock. He should be the first QB taken fantasy this year, and he's going to be a guaranteed top three finish, I believe.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. I had Josh Allen, number one uh as well. And everything you already said, you already kind of explained it. He's gonna do what he did last year. He's just he he's a perfect fantasy quarterback.
0: Yeah, obviously in fantasy, I mean fantasy doesn't always correlate with the real life, right? But mm-hmm. against somebody with this talented of an arm, and you know the crazy thing is, he was number one last year, but he really I'm not going to say not great year, but compared to the year before, he definitely didn't have as great of a year as he did in 2020. But to still be able to produce like he did in fantasy, I mean, he, he's like I said, he should be a lot for top three. He'll probably repeat as number one, unless somebody has some type of crazy year like Mahomes in 2018, 19 was it? Or Lamar in his MVP
1: season. Yeah. Like he should probably be number one. No, for sure. Um, yeah, he should be number one, and he's getting drafted like he's number one. The X rank right now, in Yahoo Fantasy has him going like in the thirties. I know you'd never think about it, but he's a guy that if you get him with—I uh, I don't know—like it's it's kind of a rare thing, but to get him with Stephon Diggs, like I did personally last year, it's a fun thing. That's a crazy stack, and and Josh Allen's gonna Josh Allen's gonna carry some teams. Make no mistakes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I personally, he's going about third round. I wouldn't take QB I that early. I would uh, if if you're going to take QB that early, Josh Allen's is definitely the guy that you're probably going to take. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're talking about just PPR. I mean, PPR doesn't really matter for QBs, but we are uh, talking everything to account in a PPR league uh, and a normal flex league. We're not talking about any uh, any uh, super flex leagues or two
1: quarterback leagues. Because that that I'm not. Or the bonuses. bonus leagues where like they hit a certain amount of yards and they get thirty points. Like, yeah, I want to. I've learned make make sure
0: I'm being clear with that because if this was a super flex league or, or two QB league or, like, I would have a completely different stance on when you take QBs, but we're considering a one QB league when we're talking about this. Uh, and number two, I have Justin Herbert as my number two fancy QB. I believe he also wow. was the number two last year for fantasy points per game. And when you consider they have a very pass heavy offense and a very high scoring offense, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, he doesn't have the rushing for some of the guys, but he can move. He can run if he needs to. So, uh, considering the fact that he's going to easily have over 4,500 yards, he's going to get a lot of throwing attempts because he's got Keith Now he's got Mike Williams. Austin Eckler is more of a receiving back than a like a runner. I think he's going to be in for
1: another big year. Uh, at number two, I do not have Justin Herbert. I have Lamar Jackson. Uh, I just think he's in sh- great shape. Um, he doesn't necessarily have the weapons, but you always have to remember he does have a top three tight end. He does have Rashad Bateman, who's going to be very well, very well, very good. And uh, he's got the most important. He's got his legs. Um, I think Lamar is going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to guess that Lamar has another MVP caliber season. I really do think he's going to be very good this year. Yeah, Lamar, he's
0: going to have rushing floor. He's going to be obviously week to week fancy relevant. Um, I'll explain more why I have more I'm ranked when I get to it. Mm. Um,
1: but I'm going to go – do you have anything more to say about Lamar? No, not much it? more to say about Lamar. We can talk about it later. Uh am going to get into three for me. Yeah, who do you got for three? Justin Herbert, uh, for the same reasons you said. Uh, I have number three, Justin Herbert. Yeah, my number three, I have Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, in my opinion, best quarterback in football.
0: He did lose Terry Kill, which is a loss, but I mean – he still has Travis Kelsey. I think Juju's going to be in for a bounce-back year, and I'll just say this right now. I mean, I'll say this before we get to wide receivers. And this is sleeper for me, I love Scott Moore. Sky Moore is going to be an absolute monster, and he's got him as a weapon. Ruckus Valdez Scatling is going to be a good weapon. He has some good weapons still there. And I mean, the running back situation is not very good. I'm not a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fan, so they're going to be in a very pass-heavy offense. Defense still isn't the absolute best, so they will need to be throwing a lot, because that's one thing I did – didn't mention with the other two QBs. The one concern I do have with them is obviously the Bills have one of the best, if not best defense in the league. So if they have leads a lot, Josh John's not be throwing as much, but back to Mahomes, they should be throwing a lot, very past epi. And obviously, like I said, Mahomes like the best QB in the NFL. He could easily go for 5,000 yards and 40 plus touchdowns, even though he might not have the same rushing floor as some of these other guys.
1: I hear you on it, and Mahomes. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, as as terms of as terms of skill wise, Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. Make no mistake about it. Arm talent is elite, never been seen before. So, I don't hate on your pick, but I I, I have Mahomes at uh, what you'll see later. I have Mahomes way further down, not way further down, but a little further down. Yeah, and who'd you got at number four? Number four. So this is a player that I think is – I truly believe could come QB1 in fantasy terms. Uh, He's not a top-five receiver skill-wise. I want to make that very clear. But we are talking about fantasy tonight. So number Uh, four, I have Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling too, you are going to say. I do have him a little bit lower. Um, But go ahead and explain why you have him. So last year, he's not the most accurate quarterback. But last year, you'd watch a lot of Eagles games, and he was probably one of the most consistent players to drop 25. And, and as far as um on the stat sheet, you don't see it in, like, this guy's elite. But and for fantasy-wise, to have a guy that drives down the field with Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins as his main targets, you're adding A.J. Brown to that this year. You're adding don't, A.J. Brown to that this year. Okay? Don't disrespect Dallas Goddard, though. Don't, no, this no, is no. No disrespect about guarded, but his, yeah. let's be honest. Let's be honest. Jalen Hurts' weapons last year were bottom bottom 10 in the league. There's no question about it. His best F-1 receiver does. was rookie. Okay? So, just like somebody else on this list, but Jalen Hurts, this year, they, they gave him A.J. Brown. The O-line's getting a lot healthier and a lot better. Um, I, I, I There's no reason. I don't think skill-wise he's a top-five quarterback, not by any means. But for fantasy – he tends to get down to the red zone and rush it in, so that's why I feel like, especially adding these deep threat weapons, there's no reason for him. I think he's going to finish top two quarterbacks. Personally, I think one, but I think he's going to finish top two quarterbacks in fantasy.
0: So, if did that should he be a little higher on your list then? Should well, he no,
1: be. That's just based off like, I can't. I I want to put him one, but I don't want to look fucking retarded. You get what I'm saying?
0: So, so basically, you it, you see the big big enough first factor that you can't put him any
1: higher. 100%, because skill-wise, yeah. he ain't there. Yeah. But as far as what he did last year, plus what was added on this offseason, he's going to finish top two in my mind. I'm saying that. The reason why I have him four is because the guys ahead of him are just way more elite-level talents.
0: Yeah, I mean, he definitely has to rush the floor, which yes. you need, which you need. Uh, my number four, I, I mean, this is a little high for him, maybe, compared to some people, but I do have the reigning AFC champion, Joe Burrow, and here's why. Wow. Uh, he – when the Bengals got hot last year, it's when they started to go very pass-heavy last year. And Joe Burrow, late in the season, caught on absolute fire. with Jamar Chase, got T. Higgins, a top three wide receiver duo right there, and Tyler Boyd in the slot as well. I mean, I think that they're going to continue trying to ride the hot end with Joe Burrow, and they're going to be a very pass-heavy offense this year. I think Joe Mixon will definitely still get his touches. But the offense in general, I mean, I think they have a really good chance of being the number one offense in general with yards and points because how high-powered they are. Like I said, when they caught streak, you saw Joe Burrow get – what would he do against Ravens last year? He went absolutely oh, I didn't insane. Want to, but here's the
1: thing, though. He went crazy,
0: was, and Jamar Chase went fucking insane. Yeah, and that was all late into the season. They rode that hot streak into the playoffs. I think they're going to be very similar, and he's going to be absolutely on fire. It's like 4,500 yards. 35-plus touchdowns, and I mean, he might not have the same floor as some of these guys have below him, but I mean, if you're going for potential and you know that he has that chemistry with Jamar Chase, right? Because yeah. some of these other guys also, I mean, we don't know how they're going to be with a new wide receiver one, uh, like uh, Jalen Hurts. I mean, obviously, it's an upgrade to A.J. Brown, but he hasn't played with him yet, so we got to see with Jamar Jackson, he lost his wide receiver one. We have to see so on and so forth. Uh, Kyler is going to be without Hawkins for a while except Amari Cooper gone for the back,
1: you know? Yeah, I feel you. Uh, As far as Joe Burrow being there, like I I feel like it's because we see the teams differently. Like we already talked about in our uh, division power rankings, I don't think the Bengals will make the playoffs this year. I think they're a one-year wonder. That's just personally me, and that's not a knock on Joe Burrow. I know he's a great player. But as far as fantasy-wise, no, I don't have him top five. Uh, So we're on five, correct? Uh, We are on – we are now on five. You just gave your four, right? Four was Uh, Jim yeah, uh Number five, I have a player you have already went over, Patrick Mahomes. Um, Skill wise, he's the best quarterback in, in the NFL. N- no, uh, no, if, ands, or buts. Um, the weapons is a is a, is a hassle for me to work with. That um, he still has the best tight end in football. He has Travis Kelsey. He still has Clyde, which I don't have the same stance on Clyde as you. I think Clyde's going to be very good this year. He had a major surgery before the season started, and they, he told the media, of course, you always say when you have a bad season what was wrong. You can't believe all that stuff, but what from what I've heard is he had a major surgery before the season started. Mahomes, he has MVS now. He has Juju, but you don't have Tyree Kill anymore, and I know Skymore is going to be very good, but you let's make no mistake. One play, for instance, Week one against the Browns, throwing that ball up. It wasn't a great ball. It was just a floater. Tyreek Hill being Tyreek Hill. Moved his body, adjusted, completely got away from the corner. It was a stupid floater. Caught it and took it 80 yards. Tyreek is going to be a big impact on Tua. Tua. Patrick Mahomes. It will be a big impact on Tua. Oh, we'll get to that later, Zach. Are we? I am.
0: Oh, boy. All right. (laughs) <laughs> um, you got anything else to say about Patrick Mahomes?
1: Uh, he's a very good player, but uh, fantasy-wise, uh, I wouldn't take him in front of the four guys I named.
0: Uh, number five, right, number five for on. I have Lamar. Um, the reason... three. You said number five, didn't you?
1: No. You said Joe Burrow.
0: No, Joe Burrow my number four. Jalen Hurts was your number four.
1: You have Joe Burrow at four?
0: Yeah, had Josh Allen, Herbert Mullins, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, my number five is Lamar. He's got the rushing floor. He's going to be a safe QB. He's got the rushing floor, but like we mentioned, he doesn't have the weapons. He's got Mark Andrews, but he's not going to be a big explosive play type guy. I, Rashad Bateman, I hope he could be the number one receiver. I got to see it before I can believe it. I mean, who do they, who, who does he really have after him,
1: right? Uh, uh, He has fucking all. I mean, Devin I, Duvernay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Devin
0: du- Duvernay's there. I'm definitely forgetting somebody. Definitely has somebody else.
1: Prochet.
0: James Prochet. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't have the weapons there that I can't put him much higher because, I mean, the rushing floor, like I said, is there. Is he going to get a lot of the touchdowns, right? He's going to be running in for a lot of touchdowns. Mark Andrews is going to get a lot of touchdowns, but the receivers, are they going to be threats to get touchdowns? Is he going to pass for a lot of yards? It's going to be a very run heavy scheme. Mark Andrews, like I like, we keep saying, it's going to get a lot of, a lot of the targets. But how much of a factor is J.K. Dobbins back going to be? Is I said, back going to be being able to have those running backs back in order to hand off? or they going to steal a lot of touchdowns from Lamar? I just can't trust the receiver weapons in the past game in order to put him any higher than these other guys. But he's going to have a much better floor than like a Joe Burrow and a Patrick Holmes because of his I, rushing
1: ability. I hear you on that, Zach, and I, I understand he doesn't have the greatest receiving weapons. But his O-line, for now, knock on wood, is completely healthy. He has Ronnie Stanley at the left tackle, Linderbaum, Zeitler. I, he's going to be able to use whatever receivers he has. He's going to be able to. He, he, he's going to be able to escape the pocket, get, uh, create time for himself, and get these receivers that aren't open in the first five seconds open in the next ten seconds. It's just going to be. I, I don't agree with you, and I can't. I don't. All right, but uh, I don't think that translates to fantasy. I think it's going to I think it does. Points. I think it does, though. Because also, I think he could. He could get, he's a quarterback that can get his receivers open. He can get them open,
0: but at the same time, if I'm going to go for someone safe, I can wait to get someone safe. Someone like Burrow, Mahomes, right? They have a lot of potential. If I'm going to take someone high. I think I'm Here's going thing, for though. that potential. Like, Here's I can the take the floor with Lamar. Lamar's got a great floor. But if Here's I'm taking someone higher, I'm taking someone with sky-high potential. I'm taking that early.
1: Here's the thing, though. You're talking about players that can throw people open. Lamar's not going to throw somebody open. Lamar's going to run and use his legs to get people open, which is deadly in fantasy. So the it fact – I, can, I, can, I can I be completely honest? I think the fact that you have Lamar at five is disrespectful fantasy-wise. That's just my opinion. Like uh, you, you made a whole TikTok about how they're disrespecting Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That's that's Lamar in real life, though. I mean, the only person
0: that I named above Lamar that had less fancy points per game last year, like per game, is oh, yeah, Earl, but-, but there's more people below him that had more fancy points per game. So, like, I mean, this was with Hollywood Brown, which obviously he has some drop issues. Lamar should have had mm-hmm. more fancy points last year, but I mean, if we're going based off last season, I'm not going total points because he missed games, points per game. He's lower than a QB five. If you're saying it disrespect wise.
1: All right. Well, let's let's get into six. We're not gonna talk about that. We'll see at the end of the year how they end up. And uh, I guess we just have a, a different. Because uh, I have a, I have, a, I have a feeling Lamar is gonna be a top three in the MVP voting. Uh, six. I have Kyler Murray. Uh, I'm not crazy high on him. Uh, it just he has legs, and he, he's a very. Uh, he's a he's a very. Able passer. So, uh, I can't, you can't go wrong with Kyler Murray in your draft, I think.
0: I think my six is going to be
1: kind of shocking because... Uh, you're, uh, another shocking one? I don't think anything. No, uh, Bur- you had Burrow very high. The guy just had something removed, and he's in a cart right now. Don't get me wrong. I know he's going to be playing, but that's crazy.
0: But, I mean, I don't know how surprised this is because this guy was the third best overall QB in fantasy last year. But... It is the guy who just turned 45, Tom Brady. I don't know. Uh, that, actually. He doesn't have the rushing floor, obviously. But, I mean, he's coming off. What did he have
1: last year? He
0: had, like, 5,000 yards,
1: 40-plus touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. He's the greatest of all time. Uh, also, fuck him, you know, because <laughs> I even mean, he, when, even when he's not in my team's division, the guy's losing me first-round picks. Yeah, exactly. But,
0: like, Tom Brady, he's not going to have the rushing floor, like I said. But, yeah. I mean, he, he hasn't stepped. He nope. has Mike Evans, I believe. I think he just heard a hamstring, nothing serious. Chris Godwin practiced today, which is great news for the Bucs. Which means That's he might
1: crazy. be crazy. They
0: should not rush him back, though. That's they should really soon. They shouldn't, but I mean, he's likely going to be playing sometime the first month, if not week one, right? Based on how quick it seems like he's coming back. You get Russell Gage in the slot, he's a great slot receiver. Julio Jones, let's see if he can create some magic again. Uh, mm-hmm. in the NFC South, it, I mean, there's a bunch of weapons there. Obviously, no more Gronk. Uh, they got Cameron Bray at tight end. I don't know if there's anybody else worth mentioning at tight end.
1: Uh, they Mr. have uh,
0: they have uh, Auden out of Washington. Oh, they got on and Kyle Rudolph. That's right. They designed Kyle Rudolph, yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how Rudolph is there. I did like Kate Auden coming out, but um, I like Leonard Fortnite. He, I don't know if he's gonna have as much production last year because I really like uh, the running rookie running back they got, Rashid, uh, Rashid White, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Rashad, uh, I'm sorry. White, yeah. Rashad, White. Rashad White. He looks like he's going to be a monster on third
1: down. He is going them. to be a fucking monster, dude. He's a sleeper S- in fantasy. If Fournette S- goes down, he's going to go stupid. Yeah, so, I mean, he's got a bunch of receiving weapons. They'll be a very pass-heavy team. Like I said, the floor might not
0: be there, but I'm taking a QB high. And also, I mean, I went for Tom Brady last year. He might have screwed me in my first draft playoff last year. But he was phenomenal for the
1: playoffs.
0: I mean, five points in the playoff game isn't acceptable to me. Is but, no.
1: Sorry, huh? is my mic loud? Uh, you should be fine.
0: Okay, go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, you know, he's going to pass for a lot of yards. He's going to have some very high scoring games, some like 400, four touchdown games.
1: I mean, you can't go wrong with him. And that defense is going to set him up perfectly. That defense is still monstrous. Um I I'll, I'll just say seven really quick cuz you said yours was a shocker at 6 Tom Brady correct Uh yeah Tom Brady at 6 I had 7 Tom Brady so we see that we see the same Tom Brady uh Tom Brady's going to be very good Yeah Um but yeah my number 7 was
0: Kyler I think you already mentioned Kyler right Kyler 6 we we swapped 6 and 7 Yeah so I mean Kyler my main issue with him is it always seems like he dips uh, past like Thanksgiving time, right? So when fans football actually matters in the playoffs.
1: And when Call of pro- Duty comes out is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean it's coincidence, <laughs> right?
0: But I mean also he's without DeAndre Hopkins, right? DeAndre yeah. Hopkins not being there is gonna be a big loss. You got Hollywood who I don't know if anything's gonna happen to him. He got arrested. I don't think he's gonna deal with anything, but I mean who knows? No, nah, he won't uh, so I mean I Ky- Kyler Murray's got a great rushing floor just like we've mentioned with Lamar, like you've mentioned with Jalen Hurts so far. He's got a great rushing floor. So he's going to be someone who's going to get you at least a minimum 10, 15 points a game, which, I mean, you also want more. He had 22.2 points per game last year. I just don't know if I trust him when it gets to the playoff time because play always does seem to dip. But the one thing that does go for him is I do think defense is going to take a step back this upcoming season, which might mean that he's going to be more situations that he has to play catch-up ball to pass more.
1: That's what you want in fantasy.
0: Yeah, which I guess you already mentioned your number seven, right? That was Tom Brady. I already mentioned number seven, yes. Yeah, so I'll go on to my number eight, which is Jalen Hurts, which you mentioned a lot higher. And I'll say this, that defense is stacked in Philly. Yeah. And one thing that Jalen Hurts was very big with before was being able to catch up ball. Maybe not so much last year, but definitely the year before. And yeah. I don't think he's been playing a lot of catch up ball. So there's going to be a lot more – uh, players involved in the backfield when they're up a lot. At least you don't want your QB to get hit if you're winning by, by a lot or winning at all, really. But I think Miles Sanders and Kenneth game are going to get a decent amount of carries compared to last year. A.J. Brown's going to be a big help, but the talent of Jalen Hurts just isn't there. Uh, you're really going to be hoping for a lot of uh, a lot of plays outside the numbers, like some bombs, stuff like that, to get to A.J. Brown and Fonte Smith because Hurts just hasn't had the best success to run across the middle. But his, but I mean, like we said before, his rushing f- floor is there. He's going to get you fifteen points a game just based off his rushing ability. But his his ceiling, like I mean, not his ceiling necessarily, but his passing floor is just not there, and I can't put him much
1: higher, especially because I don't expect to play as much catch up as before. Okay, well, I, I hear you. Well, when, I've I've realized um, a pattern amongst our lists we tend to swap players. I have eight Joe Burrow. Um you I don't really need to talk about him. It's a play you've already talked about. He's uh I agree, with you. he's he's going to do the same thing, but he's not going to be a he's not going to be the same level as last year. If he was, I would agree with you at Joe Burrow at 4. Um I I just think I just think that was too good of a year to replicate. I, I just I just see it as it's not going to happen again. But as, as far as his skill-wise, that's why I have him at eight.
0: I mean, Joe Burrow, like, like I said before, like, he really caught on late. Like, fantasy-wise, he wasn't necessarily a top, top guy early in the season. It's really late where he caught on. So that's why I'm hoping for that he keeps that momentum going.
1: And yeah, we'll see. I mean, coming off the Super Bowl loss, you think that – I don't know. You will see. Uh, yeah. Nine, I have Mr. Dakota Prescott. Uh, seen number nine. You have the same number nine? Yep. Nice. Um, what is there to say about him? He's he's going to – he's a solid quarterback. We also we had him – I wouldn't say last year. The year before that, he was also very highly ranked. He was dropping 35 points a game, 25 points a game the two years ago, and then he got that injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was getting drafted very high as like a top-five quarterback. Uh, he took a step down this year, not a crazy step down, but he had a whole fully healthy season. He loses Amari Cooper – Um, but he adds Jalen Tolbert. Uh, he keeps Michael Gallup and CD lamb. Who's going to take a big step. Um, they're going to use Tony Pollard a lot more in the passing game from what I've heard. And, uh, Dalton Schultz is, has all the confidence in the world. So I think, I I think Dak could be a sleeper as well to be a top five finisher. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Cowboys had a statistically number
0: one offense last year in football. And Prescott is a big part of that. Uh, you also did forget to mention James Washington is going to be out for the year. Uh, Well, yeah, that's why I didn't mention him because it's not an addition. But um, Gallup, we have to wait and see how long it takes for him to be back. I think I've heard about week four. is about the target range, week four or five, Mm -hmm. for him to uh, get back. But, I mean, he's got C.B. Lamb, who's going to be one of the top players in fantasy football this year at the wide receiver position. Hopefully, Zeke, for the Cowboys' sake, has a bounce back year. And I'm a big fan of Donald Schultz this year. He was very productive last year. I think he'll be productive again this year. And, yeah, I mean, McCarthy has always had very – High, uh, high, um, high octane offenses, right? And just like last year, so I think Dak Prescott's going to have a lot of opportunities. The defense they have is a very opp- opportunistic defense, okay. so they might not necessarily be the best. But they're either going to get a big play or give up a big play, and that's going to work a lot of times in the favor of Dak Prescott trying to keep up in a high scoring game.
1: Yeah, one thing that I'm like starting to think about now because you're mentioning it so much. That Cowboys defense, I think, is going to really suck. And that's just – I think it's going to suck. And it's it's never been great. Of course, they have Micah Parsons. They have their bright spots. Trayvon Diggs. Uh, But he's going to be playing a lot of comeback ball, I think. Dak Prescott might be someone to watch in fantasy, to be be completely honest. That's that's exactly what you want in a quarterback. You want somebody that's not going to be a dominant team. You want somebody that's going to be playing comeback ball 24-7. Because they gotta throw the ball, they gotta even if it's interceptions, they gotta throw it, they gotta run it, they gotta do whatever they can to get back in that game. So that he, he's he's really he really is a sleeper this year. Yeah, and I mean the defense is I don't think it's gonna be necessarily bad,
0: but it's gonna take a step back last year because they just had a crazy turnover differential, right? And I just mm-hmm. don't think that their turnover their turnovers they had last year. I think they I one day had like thirty six or thirty four turnovers, something like that. I just don't think they're going to had the same amount this year and like I said before they are very opportunistic defense Javon Diggs the thing about him that was uh, if I'm say great or bad because people are very opposite ends of it but he's a great ball hawk but he's either going to get an interception or he's going to give up a 50-yard play that's going to create big plays that's going to give the defense less time with the ball so the offense is going to be back on the field quicker to be able to produce more yards and more points
1: uh, now that we're on a topic, I'm just going to say this really quick. I feel like Trayvon because we're going to we're not going to get to cornerbacks actually. That makes no sense. They're not fantasy players. But uh, Trayvon Diggs just feels like that player that's going to get paid big money eventually and just suck, like Trumaine Johnson type player. Uh, I, I don't know why they just popped in my head, but that's what's going to happen. I feel like he's going to get paid and he's just going to be bad. Just Trayvon uh, Diggs her. That's
0: all. That's why I popped in your head. Um. Anyways. Um. Let's go on to number ten. I have the back to back MVP Aaron Rodgers at number 10. Wow. Um, Aaron Rodgers obviously lost his number one receiver, best receiver in football in Devontae Adams. But at yeah, the same did. time, he's Aaron Rodgers. And he's going to make plays. Right? He's Aaron Rodgers.
1: Uh, he's Aaron Rodgers, but they dude, should you're be crazy. a
0: more they should be a more run heavy team this year, uh, with Aaron Jones and AJ Dylan back there. I expect Aaron Jones, to be able to get a lot of receptions this year and to be able to great plays off them. H.E. Dillon's actually a pretty good receiver himself. Uh, Allen Starr's the number one receiver. Not great for a number receiver, but he'll produce. I've heard some really good things about Romeo Dabbs uh, so far in training camp. He's the rookie receiver in Nevada.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I mean, who else they got? They got Christian Watson. They got Samuel reliable Randall Cobb did. Randall Cobb. So, I mean, he's got some people that he's familiar with and some rookies coming in. Robert Tunyon should be back from his injury. He had a little bit of a connection with them before. So, it's going to be enough that Aaron Rodgers, he's Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to produce. He's in a metal floor offense that he's, like I said, back to back MVPs with. He's not going to be a top five QB, but he's going to be a solid QB that if you pick him as the 10th, 11th QB off the board in your draft, you'll be fine with it.
1: Yeah. Um, I disagree. I mean, I just think he doesn't have the weapons. And as far as A-Rod, the player, there's nothing you could say that's bad about him. The guy's the MVP of the league back-to-back years, and he's deserved it. Um, fantasy-wise, the guy's not on my top 12 list, personally. He's just not. He doesn't have the weapons, and he wasn't good last year, even when he had Devonte. fantasy-wise. Um, my number 10 is... Les ride. Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos. Real quick with Aaron Rodgers, he was pretty good in
0: fans last year. I mean, he had he 21.1 points per game, which, I mean, uh, was the same amount of Lamar average per game. It was about eighth best in the league last
1: year. Uh, take, you're, you realize what you're taking away, right? Uh, I realize what he's taking
0: away, but I'm saying that. Like, he said last year, he wasn't great in fantasy. I mean, it was better than people like Matthew Stafford, uh, for example, last year. Well, yeah, uh, it, was I mean, better, it was better. It was than Joe Burrow.
1: It, you know, he he was a pretty that good at fantasy. The guy that you had at four. I mean, he caught on late. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, uh, but yeah, no, Russell Wilson. Then everybody, everybody. I mean, he was a top seven, a seven quarterback before the injury, the thumb injury. You have uh, Jerry Judy and Sutton. Everybody's taking Jerry Judy over Sutton in fantasy, which blows my fucking mind, but that's another episode, another conversation. Um he's just gonna go in there and, and be Russell Wilson. Solid O line, two solid running backs that could both catch the ball. Um I think they still have two solid tight ends and Dulcich and not could even try to pronounce his name. And he has Albert. all the weapons he Albert. Uh he has all the weapons he could he could use. Uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna flourish in that Broncos offense and and be more than a usable. Uh, a viable quarterback for fantasy. So, I mean, I have Russell Wilson next at eleven. 11. Um, Russell
0: Wilson, I just don't think he's going to have to do a lot with that team. The defense mm-hmm. is stacked. They're going to be able to hold teams to a uh, low amount of points per game. And I mean, he's got two great running backs back there. I might argue that, uh, th- that Melvin Gordon might be the best one there, but that's a, that's a topic for another day, at least in real life. I'm saying, but um, yeah, but I mean, he's got two great receivers, like I said. So they'll probably run the ball a decent amount, right? I mean, you want to get Javante Williams the ball in the open field because he's one of the best running backs in the open field. Melvin Gordon is a great receiving back, but he's also a great goal line back that you're going to get the ball to a lot in the red zone. Cortland Sutton is a stud. Jerry Judy, hopefully, he can break out this year because we know he has the talent. He just hasn't been consistent enough. The Tim Patrick injury does hurt. It does. He is a very is great, great hammer, yeah. But he's coming off an injury, mm-hmm. so we. We have to see how he's going to be uh overall i just don't think russell wilson is going to be asked to do a lot so i didn't want to put him any higher uh then we'll have him at 11 it because yeah i mean the defense is going to hold teams to a low amount of points and he's got running backs back there that's going to
1: do a lot of damage for them i i hear you so you had him at 11 so who'd you have at 10. at rogers Oh, I thought we were – yeah, you're right. You did 10 first. Okay, so that was your 11, so you want me to say my 11 now? Yeah. I had Matthew Stafford. Um, but saying that, um, I'm hearing about the elbow injury. That uh, I'm ranked 11 if he plays. At 11, if he doesn't play, I would have Aaron Rodgers. But as of right now, I'm going to have Matthew Stafford there at 11. Uh, I don't know how severe that injury is, but he's got weapons for days. He always has and always will on that Rams offense. Um, he's just going to be a guy that's definitely viable to use. Same with Russell Wilson; he's going to be viable enough to go in there and get you your fifteen plus points a game consistently. And um, not the not the pick of the litter, but he's he's going to be he's going to be good enough.
0: Yeah, I had to lower him a little bit uh, once it saw the injury. That's fair. Um, because it wasn't that dude think he did deal with a little bit last year. Obviously that matter once Super Bowl. But if he was dealing with it a little bit last year, it's like what what is it? It's like
1: some type of uh it's I thought it's a pitcher injury, like from throwing a lot is of it? balls. Yeah. So nah, I mean it's not, Tom, it's not requiring Tommy John at surgery, I don't think. Like, but it's something like not. that. Yeah, so I mean it's it's something that's not gonna go away, right? No, it's so, gonna
0: be nagging him for the rest of his career. Yeah, so it's just something that's a bit concerning. He's obviously I mean, he's got Cooper Cup's got Allen Robinson. Um, it's just something that's going to be concerning for him to deal with the whole season. And also the uh, fact that I expect uh, Cam Akers to get a lot more touches this year because obviously he's back from injury. And hopefully
1: for them is a decent running back. He didn't have a lot of fr- rushing production last year. From what I'm hearing is it's going to be a committee. 50-50 split, Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers. Oh, God. That's what I've heard from. So that's bad for Cam Akers owners, especially with people who have already drafted Stupidly to draft, all right. But who's who's your number 12? Because my 12 is gonna be interesting. Um, so I mean, Stafford would have been in my
0: top 12 if not for that. But yeah. I put a guy who got a brand new weapon, a guy who uh, Derek Carr. I mean, it's interesting because Josh Daniels in New England was a very run heavy guy, so I don't know if I'm gonna expect a lot of runs from Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake and possibly Samir White. In that backfield. But I mean, he's got Devontae Adams. You got to use him. I, he should be a big time red zone threat. You got Darren Waller, should be a red zone threat. Hunter throw, great slot receiver. I think he just had too many weapons not to use him. And for him mm-hmm. not to get a lot of yards, I think he should definitely be able to get 4,500 plus yards. And Waller and Adams, you should be using them in the red zone, which should lead to a lot of touchdowns. So that's why I have my 12. He hasn't necessarily been a great fantasy QB throughout his career. Yeah. But I mean, You you give him Devontae Adams. You don't have the best rushing attack. I think, uh, especially with a play call like Josh Daniels, he should be fantasy relevant this year.
1: No, I agree with you on that. Derek Carr is definitely someone that should be mentioned in that. Um, I think you know my number 12 is. Uh, We might have touched on it a little earlier. Um, My number 12 is Tua and And we're talking about fantasy. I'm not saying Tua is a top 12 quarterback in the league. He's not. He's not probably top 20. But he is going to come in here. This offense is built for quarterbacks. He's going to come in there. He's going to dink and dunk to Tyreek and Waddle. Jet sweeps, count his passes. It's going to be very easy for him. It, the offense is going to be very easy for them. Tua could run. He's healthy. He has the legs to run and score touchdowns. He's proven that last year, last two seasons. He's going to, he's going to finish a top 12 quarterback in fantasy this year if he stays healthy. It just is. The offense is built for quarterbacks in fantasy. It just is. And I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo, because Jimmy Garoppolo is not Tua a low I Make that very clear.
0: That, that's, that's bad.
1: I hope it's not two. bad. I, 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 I when, when you two. look at this at the end of the year and two is a top-12 fantasy quarterback, you'll say different.
0: No, I mean, 2 hasn't shown that he can produce high-scoring games. I mean, he, he hasn't shown that he can produce a high score fantasy game. Relevant. I mean, and you're saying to McDaniel often spill for QB. It's a very, he's great because of his uh, running schemes that he builds on 100%. passing schemes. And I mean, you said the, the sweeps I, or uh, the touch, touch pass, or whatever. I mean, if it's a handoff to Ty Kill in the backfield off an end around, that's not going to go to points to a, uh, I mean, to Waddle and uh, Tyreek have the ability to create a lot of yards oh out of the catch, but I mean, they're going to be a more run heavy scheme. And they're not going to put a lot of on the plate for Tua. I think when they're in the red zone, they're going to be very run-heavy. I don't think you're going to. I mean, you're not trying to scheme up Tyreek Hill or Waddle as much in the red zone as you are in the open field. Most of their touchdowns are going to be from big plays. Mm-hmm. Gazeki, I, I just don't expect the gear from Gusecki. Um, And, I mean, who else do you really have to red zone threat? He's not going to get a lot of touchdowns. I mean, he it's going to be a run-heavy scheme. For I sure. don't think he's going to be top 20 QB in fantasy.
1: All right, well, we'll see. I, one of us is going to be very wrong. One of us will be very right. And I I, I really do t- I think Tua is going to be a top-12 quarterback in fantasy. I, I think mean, his job is going to be easy. I, I agree with you on the red zone thing. That's one reason why I was thinking about putting Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins here. Um, we're going to be running the ball inside the 20. Inside, I mean, yeah, I, well, not inside I, the 20, I, inside the 10. 100%. I, I agree with you on that. I went to a training camp. That's all they were doing in the red zone. But –
0: I put Kirk Cousins. I I do Trey Lance with his rushing ability. I like James Winston this year with their receiving core that they have. I mean, I take a chance on Trevor Lawrence or take a chance on Justin Fields' rushing ability, even though Justin Fields I don't think is very good at all. I mean,
1: Tua is not a runner. You'd take Trey Lance over Tua to Tangovaloa. In fancy yes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. It's okay, but you're you're also you have to remember though, you're also very high on Trey Lance.
0: I am higher Trey Lance, but he also has to rush him for. And yeah, I mean, he's also—I'm
1: telling you right now, Tua will finish. Mark this shit. Tua will finish top twelve in fantasy.
0: He I'm will. just going to call you right now. That is uh, very biased.
1: It might be, but I'm telling you right now, I, I truly I, like—I truly believe that with every bone in my body. He has you the you that any pass that he—he's good at slants, uh, little screens, which are the passes he's elite at. And accurate with
0: but those aren't big plays right there I mean, are big he, plays
1: though because Tyreek and Jalen Waddle could take he any given
0: play but, for 80 but, yards but Tua also does not have a rushing floor he, he played 12 games last year at 128 rushing yards it's not a good rushing because
1: floor. he had no he had no old line
0: that that's not the only reason why he's a po- more pocket passer guy he's not a runner
1: but he can though is what I'm saying you're saying Trey Lance has a better floor of running than, than Tua that's how is that it, fair what I mean, has he done to prove that? He's
0: an athlete. He's been known as an athlete. Even in college, the man ran for over a 1,000 yards. And
1: D2s against D2
0: schools. Yeah, Tua didn't run in college either. I mean – He didn't he's need a, to. He, he was a Bama. Are, are you trying to say that Tua's a better runner than Trey Lance?
1: I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that you're basing Trey Lance off just being an athlete that's going to be a better runner.
0: I mean, I, I can even try looking up his stats last year. The man didn't even start, and he probably had more rushing yards. I mean
1: – You could look that up. I don't think he did. But that, that doesn't mean anything, even if he didn't. Like, he didn't play enough games. I'm just telling you right now, Tool will finish a top-12 quarterback in fantasy. I am i don't give a fuck. You can put it on TikTok. That'll get a lot of clicks. I'm telling you, it he will. I know he will. Yes, you could say biased. Sure, I don't care. It's fair. It's fair and, to say that. And he did have more rushing yards last year. It's cool. Trade You'll see.
0: All right, let's just go on and move on to uh,
1: – uh, I have I have two honorable mentions. I, we don't have to talk about them, but – Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, they could be sleepers, both of them.
0: Yeah, I, I briefly mentioned Trevor Lawrence. Zach Wilson could be. Um, I, yeah. I'm hoping that Brees Hall gets a lot of touches this year, so I'm kind of taking that away. Um, the Jets are just very weird. to re- think Zach Wilson, I think he's going to be very good or very bad. I don't know if it's much median uh, for fancy purposes. I um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't draft him in the top
1: 12. But, I mean, if you're in a two QB league, I might take a yeah. late pick on him. Yeah, no, I wouldn't take them top 12, obviously, because they're not in the top twelve, but yeah. So before we move on, uh I'm just
0: gonna recap what I had my one through twelve. So I had number one, Josh Allen, two Justin Herbert, three Patrick Mahomes, four Joe Burrow, five Lamar Jackson, six Tom Brady, seven Kyler Murray, eight Jalen Hurts, nine Dak Prescott, ten Aaron Rodgers, eleven Russell Wilson, and number twelve Derek Carr. Those are my top twelve famous QBs.
1: All right, and my top 12 fantasy QBs for this season, number one, Josh Allen, number two, Lamar Jackson, number three, Justin Herbert, number four, Jalen Hurts, number five, Patrick Mahomes, number six, Kyler Murray, number seven, Tom Brady, number eight, Joe Burrow, number nine, Dak Prescott, number 10, Russell Wilson, number 11, Matthew Stafford, number 12, Tua Bailoa.
0: All right. All right, let's let's move let's move on. Tight ends, tight ends. So I mean, the thing with QBs I do want to mention real quick is I mean, let, let me just go quick look back. Uh, the number three fantasy QB last year I believe was Tom Brady. game of twenty two point seven, right? Mm-hmm. And let me let me let me just count it real quick. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I mean. There's seven QBs between 20.4 and 22.7, right? So, I mean, and points per game. So, two-point difference between QB3 and what I'd say, QB10, is would it be? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a big difference there. So, I would always take a QB later. You're not going to get a huge difference between the top QBs and the mid-tier QBs. So, I'd always just take a QB later.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I agree on that as well. Uh I I'd i take my I don't I wouldn't take him as late as you would. I don't think I'd ever be caught without a quarterback in my last round. But yeah, I agree with on that tactic. I would yeah. not take a quarterback in the top seven rounds.
0: Yeah, I mean I took Tom Brady last year very
1: late in like the eleventh or twelfth
0: round. Yeah, yeah I mean it out, worked dude. out. Yep. All right. Uh tight ends. Uh we can go ahead and start right at the top. Um I th- I think we might have the same one. I think we shot the same one. Do we? I have Travis Kelsey is number one. I don't. You don't? All right. Well, I'll go and start off with Travis Kelsey. Uh he is uh in my opinion, the best tight end football right now. Uh obviously it could be a debate with George Kittle and this is real life talking. Uh with yeah. the best tight end football. Um he did finish number two last year, but he is the number one option now in Kansas City. It could mean that he sees a lot more double teams because Tyreek Kittle no longer is there, and he obviously was a major threat deep. But, I mean, Travis Kelsey is one of the best route runners. In in football in general, it's a tight end position, and he's going to be a safety target for Patrick Mahomes. He's really the only receiver there that Mahomes has any chemistry with, so he's going to get a lot of targets like normal. He's going to get almost all the red zone opportunities, kind of like normal also. I just think he's going to be in for a big year, maybe not as big of a year as he had in 2020, but I think it's going to be somewhere between 2020 and 2021.
1: No, oh, yeah, no, no hate on that pick at all. I, I don't, I don't care if you take Travis Kelsey one. He's the best tight end in football, skill wise. Besides George Kittle, I agree with you on that. Um, but uh, my number one was Mark Andrews. Um, he had a great year last year. Uh, I don't think he's a, as high profile as Travis Kelsey. I don't think you go into a game scheming to stop Jesus fucking Christ. He just pulled out a prime. I, I don't think, I don't think you go into the game against the uh, Ravens and go, we need to stop Mark Andrews. He's nothing elite-level talent-wise. I really don't believe that. I just think the team he's on, Lamar loves him. I feel like you go into the game, you try to stop Lamar from escaping the pocket. That's the main focus. So I think well, I think fantasy-wise, I think Mark Andrews will finish. I think he finished tight end one last year, correct? Yeah. I think he's going to finish tight end one again One again this year. So I have Morgan Andrews, too.
0: Um, and I'm guessing you probably have Kelsey, too. I do. But um, – the thing with Lamar I actually did not like Mark Andrews as much as the other QBs. If, I don't remember the exact stat, but I mean, I know that in games that Lamar Jackson did not play last year, Mark Andrews was a lot better in fantasy uh, points mm. per game. I, I want to say it was a drastic change also. I'm not 100% sure because I don't remember the exact stat, so I don't want to repeat it. But I want to say it was by a couple points per game that it that um it was a difference between what Mark Andrews put up with and without Lamar Jackson. Now, he is... The, by far, the best receiver in Baltimore right now. But kind of going back to my Lamar thing, I think it's going to be a very run-heavy scheme. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there's going to be so much pass attempts. Also, that defense is stacked. So kind of going back to what I said before, I don't know if there's as many pass opportunities because the defense is going to hold the, the, the other teams to a lot lower amount of points. But, I mean, Mark Andrews, he's going to have a lot of attention, especially with no true deep threat there as of right now. And I think he'll be good... I think he's going to be a great red zone threat like always, which is what you need in time. You need someone who's going to have a great red zone threat because unless you're really one of these top three or four guys, you're going to be very dependent based on that amount of touchdowns you can get. So he's going to be a great red zone threat. He'll probably get like a good five or 50 per game, something like that. But I just can't put him on the same level as Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey has a better drawing QB, a better QB, and they're both number one targets. Got to put him Mark Anderson too.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't I can't hate it. Like I said, I won't hate on it. Travis Kelsey, the reason why I put him too is because of what you said. I think he will they will go into the game saying let's stop Travis instead of saying let's top stop Tyreek. Um that's why I think there's the defense is gonna have more of a focus on Travis Kelsey. And that's why I put him behind Mark Andrews. But I, I there's no hate if you do take him one. It's Travis Kelsey at the end of the day. And who you got number three because this is where I kind of struggled a bit. I didn't struggle. Uh Number three, I have Kyle Pitts. Um, The reason why I went with that fantasy-wise is I do love his bye week at 14. Um, I I see him in training camp every day making a highlight. Hopefully, Mariota hits him like he should. But if he does, he can can easily become tight end one this year. Just skill-wise, he just can. So there's not really anybody competing with him for that spot, him and Drake London. He's going to be the main receiver on this team. And I think Kyle Pitts is going to be a stud this year in fantasy football.
0: I love Kyle Pitts' talent. I'm going to have him a lot lower than most people. Um, That's all you. But number three, I kind of went off talent, though, with number three. It it was hard for me, but I did go with George Kittle. I mean, he's the next best tight end. I just think the talent there is going to be too much passed up on. I think with Trey Lance and UQB – Having a safety blanket like George Kittle, who has the ability to create after the catch, I think George Kittle is going to get the most targets in that office. They got Debo Samuel, they got Brand who's had a great training camp. Looks like so far, but he did anything
1: last year as well?
0: Yeah, I know exactly. But um, but George Kittle, I think he's going to be the safety blanket for Trey Lance. He's going to get a lot of the uh, short dump off passes that he's going to be able to create into big plays. He'll be the guy he wants to probably target in the red zone. Like I keep mentioning, I want touchdowns for my. Tight ends. George Kittle has necessarily always been the best with getting, uh, getting the red zone targets and the touchdowns compared to some of these other top tight ends. Yeah. But it is a new QB. I do think that he's just too talented to not take a chance up up here up the stock, the side.
1: I feel on that. Um. Yeah. No. George Kittle is the best tight end skill wise, and I, I I can see what you're, you're meaning by that. It's going to be Trey Lance's safety net starting the year. I I don't hate that pick. Uh, You're saying it more and it's talking me into it, but still, I have Kyle Pitts three. Um, So getting into four, you're really not going to like this. Uh, Number four, I have Darren Waller. Now, the reason why I have Darren Waller is because it was kind of based off last year, and I know it's a different quarterback situation down there in San Fran. Um, But the Raiders have so many weapons now. They have the number one receiver in football. Uh, you know Derek loves Darren Waller. Darren Waller is gonna get targeted a lot. I just think Darren Waller is is, is gonna is a better receiver than George Kittle. I, I just think it's gonna be easier for him to get points or or breakout point games than George Kittle. So that's why I have Darren Waller at four.
0: Uh my number four this is kind of high, I think, but I have Don Schultz, and here's why. John Schultz is going to be in an offense that throws a lot. We know they're going to throw a lot. He had a great year last year. He had 12.3 points of game last year, which was the fourth most of all tight ends last year, only behind the three tight ends I already mentioned. Okay, cool. And they lost to Murray Cooper. They lost Cedric Wilson. And, I mean, like we both kind of uh, said before, they're going to throw the ball a lot. They're going to be with a defense that is going to give a lot of points. I think he's going to be the main red zone target next CD. And I think the targets I had last year, he's only going to get more.
1: That's fair. I mean, I I think you're crazy for having him over Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts. I think you're fucking insane.
0: I've been using better last that. year.
1: No, I agree with you. I just think you're insane for doing that. Um, so who was your five? Uh, did you did you say your four? I said my four Uh, my five is Darren
0: Waller. Okay. Uh, Darren Waller. Uh, you say his more. Um more weapons there, which I do agree with you with that. Uh, the only thing is, I mean, obviously he can't get every every uh, target. And like we, like I kind of mentioned before, with the QBs, uh, Josh Daniels tends to have a run-heavy scheme. Yeah. So you only have I so don't much think he limited... Issue,
1: though.
0: What was that? I don't think he will this year. I think it will be a moderately run-heavy scheme. But how many targets is Darren Waller going to get? Because Safety blanket type of player is Hunter Renfro with the short stuff. The number one receiver there is going to be Devontae Adams. So, and I also think he's going to be the main red zone target.
1: So, uh, Darren Waller is kind of going to be the third guy I don't on know the reads. With that. You don't think? I, I don't think Devontae Adams will be the main red zone target. I think if you're in the red zone, they're going Darren Waller. I mean, how many, how many t- touchdowns has Devontae Adams had over the past time? Yeah, first, how, many, how, really? many has, how many has he got with Der- uh, Derek Carr? We don't know. Well, we know in college he led the. The yeah, he, they went fucking insane but i'm yeah. just saying i think darren waller is gonna have a role there um he's gonna have a role for sure Jackson but I mean, how many had- targets is he gonna have is he gonna have
0: five six targets is that could be enough to no. really be fancy relevant to the point
1: where i want to draft him much higher well my my my, my view on this is <laughs> sorry my view on this is going into last year what would you say uh defense is going up against the raiders what was their main priority to stop Last year it was to stop Darren Waller, number one. Okay, okay. So this year, and and remember that was their main thing, and they couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. I'm not saying he didn't have he was, his best year. He didn't have his best year, but he also he also was. was hurt, yeah, he yeah. was dealing with injuries the whole year. Now they have Devontae Adams, the best receiver in football. It's going to change. There's going to be games where Devontae Adams does nothing. There's going to be games where Devontae Adams goes for 45. But Darren Waller is Darren Waller's going to be fine. And and I I, I could already say – I could say my five real quick because you already went over it, George Kittle. Uh, I, I like your thesis on it saying it could be Trey Lance's safety net, which I agree with. But uh, just uh, based off the injuries and based off of uh, what he does when running routes, it, it's not like a, a deep ball player. You know what I'm saying? He's more of a sit in his role, block very well. He's going to be good. But I have Darren Waller over him, fantasy-wise. The, the one other thing I want to say with Darren Waller is he doesn't really get a lot of touchdowns.
0: Because last year, he only played 11 games, but he only had two touchdowns. And last year, season there was just off with Karen Waller, right? I mean, he was targeted a decent amount. He had the crazy game week one where he was targeted like 20 you know, times. Can remind me of it. But after that, it seemed like they weren't on the same level a lot of times. I wonder how much of that's going to be fixed this year. And obviously a new offense scheme, which has been pretty favorable to tight ends in the past, like a Hunter Henry last year, like obviously a Rob Gronkowski. So there is definitely a chance for him to have high upside, which is why I do have him this, this high. I mean, he is there Waller, right? Yeah. But I'm just concerned because I do think he is
1: going to be kind of the third most targeted guy on that offense. That's uh, fair to say. Uh, I can't really tell you you're wrong on that. It's just it's, everybody's got their own point of views. Uh, so I'm going to go with six real quick as well because it's a player we already talked about, uh, Dalton Schultz. I agree with you. He's going to be great this year. I just – I can't in my head put Dalton Schultz over Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, Darren Waller. I just can't do that. I know it's – I didn't put him above Kittle. I know. I'm just saying I can't because it, I, it's a kind of a name thing, but it's also I, I just – you can't like you, – you, I can't see myself just sitting there with Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller on the board. And me saying, "Yep, gotta get myself Dalton Schultz." So that's why I put Dalton Schultz six. So, so my number six is Pitts. Here's the thing with Pitts.
0: talented, so talented. He he's much more talented than some of the guys. out am Mariota, but it it doesn't do with Mariota. But like, yeah, Mariota is the reason why I have Pitts this low. But he is the reason. Okay, okay, Right? right. So. Matt Ryan is known for giving a heavy, uh, heavy target percentage to his number one guy. Obviously, once Ridley uh, left, Kyle Pitts was the number one guy, and he only had
1: one touchdown all last year, if I'm not mistaken. Right? He only had that one touchdown against Jacksonville. Or did he score? The yeah, third? he still he still hasn't. Uh, no, he scored. I think at the end of the year. I could yeah. be wrong, but I I know I don't think he, he scored in America yet. He he either he either had one or two <laughs> touchdowns last year so yeah. he wasn't getting a lot of touchdowns
0: he he was great for a rookie tight end absolutely great but i mean like i said a heavy target percentage was Kyle Pitts because that's just what my ryan does with Kyle Pitts last year with julio jones calvin ridley in the past with roddy white his number one targets get fed now you got drake london in there He's going to take a lot of the targets away from Kyle Pitts. and it's not going to be a great offense not gonna be a great passing offense right Archer smith had great running offenses in Tennessee with Derrick Henry back there. Marcus Mayota, he might be rejuvenated. Who knows? But even if he's a mobile guy, he doesn't have the best, most accurate arm. So, I mean, you could just throw it up to Kyle Pitts and he can come down with it. But I just don't think he's going to be as heavily targeted as last year. And if he isn't turning into a Redstone threat, which he only had one or two touchdowns last year, I just don't think his upside's going to be that high. And I'd rather take Darren Waller where I could trust the QB situation better. I'd rather take a Dalton Schultz where I could trust the QB situation better. Be- yeah. And also, all these guys were better last year than Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts averaged 10.4 fantasy points per game last year. you uh, had right, right, Darren Waller. Was to, you had that was due to the lack of touchdowns, though. It, it was. But at the same time, I think the yards are going to go down. He might get a little more touchdowns, but it's 4-5 or
1: five really going to make a big difference? Yes. I don't I think, considering- I think he's going to get the same amount of yards this year. I just truly do. I, I feel like – He's, you're going into that offense, and he's going to be the number one guy. Mariota knows this. Mariota has hit his tight ends in the past. He was very good with Delaney Walker in, in Tennessee, and after that he really never got a starting job. But he's going to hit his tight end. Arthur Smith is making it a focal point. You have Drake London. You have Darren Waller. Darren Waller. You have Kyle Pitts. Throw it up to him. Give them their shots. You give them their 50-50 shots, they're winning at 80% of the time. That's just the players they are. So. Kyle-
0: Kyle Pitts had a lot of like deep targets last year. Like his average yard perception is 15, which is pretty big for a tight end. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can expect that from no. Mariota. like I said, I don't think it's gonna be as heavily targeted, not just due to the fact that uh, Matt Ryan's no longer there, but due to the fact that I think Trick London's going to be a problem there, and he's going to demand targets. No, he's so, not.
1: No, like, that, that's just I mean, wrong. He's not gonna go into Atlanta. He his rookie year and demand targets, it's just not not gonna happen. He's that going. Is. He's going
0: to demand more targets. than is going to be
1: year. fine by himself. He's a good player. He'll get open. He'll he'll get his own. Trust me. He'll get his own. You're not going to. You can't say a rookie's going to go to an NFL team and demand targets if it's if it's a lack of production. They're just not going to do that.
0: He's going to demand targets. He's going to be the number one receiver there, wide receiver there, and he's going to be, take more targets away than Russell Gage did. They're also going to be a much more run heavy team. You know, They don't really have great running backs Tyler in I'll Atlanta. Be. They're going to be which. Tyler Algier, yeah, they don't really much. At the I mean, back. I actually think he could be a decent guy this year. No, but Gabriel like, uh, like, Patterson isn't really a running back, and he also kind of uh, complained about his workload last year, getting hit as much. Mm-hmm. Mario's going to use his legs much more than that Ryan, that's for sure. I just can't trust Kyle Pitts to get through receiving targets.
1: And production. Mm-hmm. Well, we can disagree on that, but I think Kyle Pitts is going to be a stud this year. Kyle Pitts one guy. I'm, I'm fading. Um, but next up, did you gave your number six. I did do my number six. It was uh, a Yes. Yeah. This next one
0: was very tough. I kind of almost have a tie at number seven. Go for it. But should I say both of them or? Go for seven. Just go for seven. And just say I, was. I went with Dallas Goddard at number seven. Wow. Um, But my number eight, the guy that I was close with, was C.J. Hawkinson. Um, but Dallas Goddard, the big thing with Dallas Goddard, oh, you must have
1: somebody crazy i i don't have dallas goddard or tj hawkinson at my seven or eight that's <laughs> kind of crazy but uh oh i why do i feel like
0: i know who you're gonna put there and that's going to all right whatever
1: um no you won't you won't all right
0: so well with Dallas goddard he was very good last year but he did have some drop problems mm-hmm. and I, the qb situation is a problem there and it is kind of a thing with darren Waller in a sense that i mean aj brown's the best receiver there um i guess you can make a t- case you should be number two in targets between smith and goddard but i think that smith will probably get the edge because like i said Jalen smith is much better at doing outside the numbers so mm-hmm. Dallas goddard's gonna be more of a guy coming across the middle um so i think they, i might give the edge there to devontae smith but if dallas goddard can get the targets in this offense he has the potential to be top five maybe even top three in fantasy just based off he can get the targets he, like I said, he had some drop issues. Like he dropped a couple touchdowns last year. He had some major drops. Yeah. But he he gets open. He's gets so open. talented. He does. I agree with you he on that. He has a lot of potential. So that's why I put him at number
1: seven. I had him lower just because uh, the drop issues and there's a lot of targets. Can I ask you a question really quick? Uh uh-huh. Skill wise, and this is interesting to me. Skill wise, who's mm-hmm. a better receiver, A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith? Uh, A.J. Brown's better. He's better. I, I think A.J. Brown's better. But I think Devontae Smith could be better. I think I think, I, I think Devontae is Smith better. is I, – I, I just watching that one game against the Broncos. I think Devontae Smith is really fucking good. I'm not Devontae saying he's going to be better than talented. A.J. – I don't think he's going to be better than A.J. Brown this year. But I just think – How long has A.J. Brown been in league? Three or four years? Uh, this is going to be his fourth year because he just signed an extension. Yeah I, I think by, pick, yeah. yeah. I think by the time – Devontae Smith going into his fourth year, he could be just a good, if not better. But that's just that's another that's a topic for another episode. Uh, who was your eight again? You can just go over a seven and eight considering your already said Um, so my eight was T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, the thing with T.J. Hawkinson is I,
0: I've kind of mentioned before. I kind of like the idea of the lines this year. Uh, I I just don't know if he's going to get a lot of targets. Last year there was a lot of very um, a lot of games where it's just kind of annoying watching the lines. Right? Because Hawkinson was getting targeted. Like, I think he had a couple like, donuts last year. It was very frustrating he watching TJ Hawkinson last year, but you know that he has the talent. You know how talent wise, yes, but he, is. he
1: also has. Tell me, drum roll, please. What also does he have? Oh, what is it? In Detroit.
0: Oh, well, he has Jared Goff, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, that was another thing. But the thing is, I've seen Jared Goff help produce top level guys, well, fancy guys, right? I've seen it. I've seen it with uh, Brandon Cooks. I've seen it with Robert Woods. I've seen it with Cooper Cup. I've seen him be able to produce guys. Obviously, Sean McVay's a big reason to that. Yeah,
1: Sean McVay to Dan Campbell's a big fucking difference right there.
0: Uh, It is. But, at the same time, I mean, he had less targets last year than he did the year before. If he can get to that 100 target range this year and be a bit more of a red zone threat, then he's going to be a very productive fantasy tight end. But, with Goff and with the ascension, I think, of Amon Ross, St. Brown, with Swift possibly getting more involved in the backfield, with possibly how James Williams looks when he comes back. I don't know what the role is going to be with TJ Hawkinson, but it could also open up more for him. But, I mean, TJ Hawkinson, though, he's a stud in terms of talent.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that, and there's no complaints coming from me. Uh, The way I see it is I, I can go with any of my top tight ends in this draft, and I can be okay, completely okay with it. I wouldn't be the happiest. Of course, you want the top-end guys, but I'd be okay with it. Uh, at seven, I'll go seven and eight considering you did it as well. Uh, it sucks because my seven and eight are probably going to be your guys and your later picks, but I'll say them now. I have seven. I have Dawson Knox. Uh, he just picked up very well at the end of the year right there, uh, and I think it's just going to continue to go on. Um, Josh Allen tends to like target him a lot, and, and he's open. He, he does his job. He's getting a lot of touchdowns recently. I think Dawson Knox is going to have an amazing year. Um, And number eight, I have Zach Ertz. And the reason why Zach Ertz, and I can agree with you, Hawkinson and Goddard, skill-wise, if you're talking skill, they're way higher, 100%. Um, I just kind of don't like their situations. Uh, Goddard's got a lot of talent around him, and Hawkinson has Jared Goff. Uh, It's unfortunate. Um, But I do have Zach Ertz there because it just seemed like once he went to the Cardinals, he turned into old Zach Ertz. He, he was getting his points per game. He was getting his targets. And I don't see why that would change. Nothing's really changed with the Cardinals. So I I feel like Zach Ertz is going to be very uh, a very safe tight end this year. I don't think he's going to necessarily win you fantasy games, but I think he's going to be the guy that if you, you're you dependent on 10 points from that position, you can get it from him.
0: Yeah, I mean, so those were my next uh, – well, next I had Zach Ertz, right? Zach okay. Ertz, he did look a lot better in Arizona. He decided to resign sign yeah. there. Um, so he obviously liked what's going on there. It's kind of that thing with Arizona's second half of the season, like I'm looking playoff-wise in fantasy, that I think Zach Gertz will fall off, but you know how the rest of the is going to be. And also, yeah. once they add DeAndre Hawkins back later in the year, mm-hmm. what's his role going to look like? I think that he actually might I get mean, a bit what, more could red. Could stuff I
1: them, which, what's changed from last year, though? They kept yeah. all their coaches. They kept the same fucking offense. They have not done anything in this, this offseason at all. Except lose Chase Edmonds. That's but that, that Chase Edmonds, which was a a, a good receiving back. But um, but yeah, I mean, he was a quality tight end last year.
0: He's quality. He was safe. He was. Yeah. He was consistent. And I actually think he might get a couple more target, uh, touchdown opportunities this year because I just don't expect yep. James Conner to have the same amount of touchdowns as he did last year. He won't. So he might get those opportunities right. And Kyler, I think has ability to be a very good RPO QB to be able to hit Zach Ertz and. Yep in those situations, especially, uh, near the
1: goal line. So it'll be you had Zach at nine. I had Zach Gertz at nine. Yeah. And where'd you have Dawson Knox? I had him right below. 10. So we basically just switch. All right. So let me just say this then, then nine, nine, I had Dallas Goder, 10, I had TJ Hawkinson. So we basically just swap them.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And then with Dawson Knox, I mean, the thing is this last year, he was so touchdown dependent
1: mm-hmm.
0: that, I mean, he yeah. basically has to have nine touchdowns again to really be fantasy relevant. Right. I mean, yeah. he didn't have the most targets last year, and, I mean, you still have Stefan Diggs there. You still – I mean, you have Gable Davis, who I expect to have a much better year. As uh, Sam McKenzie apparently has looked very good so far during training camp. And let's we'll see what well, James Cook brings. They actually run the ball James quite Crowder. a bit. Yeah, dude, James Craddock. But it looks like Sam McKenzie's kind of taking over. So that's why they're Yeah, I think he is as well. But, yeah, so they got a lot of receivers, so he's not going to really get as much production Uh, between the 20s. You're really just hoping that he gets to red zone touchdown targets. And if he's not getting the nine touchdowns again, I just can't depend on him.
1: Could I say something though? It just hmm. – I, I agree with you he's touchdown dependent, but it just kind of seemed like once they got in that red zone that Josh – because I know they're close friends off the field too, that he was just looking for Dawson, and he was always open. So I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a great connection. That might be that might be a little sneaky sneaky stack as well right there, Josh Allen, Dawson Knox. Well, also, I mean,
0: I think um, I think we'll see Stefan Diggs get a bit more action this year in the red zone than uh, he did the year before. I feel like he didn't get as much uh, red zone targets as he probably is used to last year. Well, actually, he had quite a bit of touchdowns last year. Maybe I'm mistaken, but um, I don't know how much of that was in the red zone. But also, Gabriel Davis proved in the, late
1: in the year in the playoffs that he could be a very relevant red zone guy. Don't so he's not in mock drafts right now, but he's yeah, he's gonna be very good. Mm-hmm. All right, who's your number eleven? Uh, my
0: number eleven, let me pull that back up real quick. My number eleven, um, this is a guy that I like this year. Uh, he's kind of a sleeper guy. He's really the rest of the guys are really just all give me a touchdown and I'm good type guys. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I kinda go for upside and I'd go with Cole Komet. Uh, I think he had a lot of potential coming out. Just, they got Darnell Moody there in uh, Chicago, and there's really nobody else there. Give me the check down guy, a little like safety blanket guy, tight end cool Komet. Cool He's got a lot of talent. Ju- just feels to have a lot of weapons. I'm also just not the biggest guy just Justin Fields, which is kind of why I wasn't crazy about the cool Comet pick. Mm-hmm. But um, if I'm going to go upside here, I think Kultomet's probably got the best upside of all my remaining options.
1: That's fair. He's a safe pick. Uh, I, I didn't have him in my top 12, but he was definitely lingering on like safe. Because at 11 and 12, I kind of just wanted to go safety. At 11, I didn't go safety, though. Uh, I went with a guy that could either boom or bust. Hopefully, he booms a lot more than he busts this year. But I put uh, I, I really am not trying to be biased. I have Mike Kosicki at 11. I, I really just do. It. And I'm not trying to be biased. And I, I'm not saying he's better than these guys or safer. He's going to have zero points or he's going to have 20 points. That's just what he does. So as far as safety, you don't want to draft him. But if you're down in a week and he plays on Monday Night Football, that's the guy you might wanna to, wanna to get in there. Mm-hmm. He, he could boom or bust and hopefully it's a lot more boom than bust. But it's 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 a risky pick. But as far as skill wise, he's definitely a top seven tight end skill wise. It, I, I have met
0: eleven there. Anyways, um number twelve, <laughs> uh I have freemurth of uh Pittsburgh. I mm-hmm. liked what I saw from I think he'd be a good red zone guy for them. They got Deontay Johnson there. Uh, although George Pickett's looked pretty good. He's still a rookie. He's probably going to have to take some time to yeah. get himself comfortable with that offense. Um, and why am I looking at Deontay's Claypool there? Uh, Kenny Pickett, it might be the starting QB. It might be Mitch Trubisky. Deontay Johnson, probably. I, I, that's what Scott mentioned. I mentioned. I mentioned before. Rickins. I mentioned Deontay Johnson before. Him. My bad. I don't listen to um, him. Yeah, of course you don't. But, um, <laughs> which, congrats to Deontay Johnson on that big contract. Anyways, though, I'm free I like what I saw from him. Uh, I don't think Eric Ebron's there anymore. So, that crazy. should that should lead to more opportunities for him. And, you know, they have a new QB. Like I keep mentioning before, tight ends are typically known for being nice little check down guys. Guys who can get maybe a bunch of receptions from these young QBs. I would go with that option right there as well. Like Komet.
1: Don't hate that pick. So, I had originally at twelve Pat Frymuth as well. Um, I'm going to change that. I made this list earlier. I think Pat Fryermuth is a safe pick. I think he's he's con- he's going to be consistently getting you at least five six points a game. It's it's okay. Um, I had him as a safe pick, but I'm going to be switching it with one of my sleepers this year in fantasy. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say number twelve, David Njoku. Uh, I know Watson's going to be suspended most likely the full year. NFL usually doesn't lose those types of uh, battles. But Njoku doesn't have Hooper this year holding them back. He has Harrison Bryant. But I, I just feel like Njoku skill-wise and as well as not having another receiver, a tight end, getting paid $11 million a year is definitely going to help him. Yeah, he had his flashes of games last year, and I think this year he could he could take a big step. And I think that now that he's paid – he might be looked at more by the offensive coordinator and the, uh, and Stefanski. Yeah. So, I mean, that
0: was the kind of action on the sleeper. The one thing I want to mention is I do expect to start most, if not the entire year. Yeah. And which could ever say both years he started in Indy, Jack Boyle made the pro bowl. So kind of put two and two together. It could he looks be a sleeper. Like he at his right. And then uh, Yoku skill wise, he's there. He's definitely got the skill. Some other sleeper guys I had, I kind of mentioned Robert Tanya before. Maybe he has a bounce back here. But he's not a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. In Green Bay, it would be kind of a touchdown type guy you want a lot, lot of touchdowns from. But also, I mean, this guy saw so he's got a very low ADP. Maybe if you want to take a sleeper, maybe go after Logan Thomas. He's had some big fantasy years before. He's coming off an injury. Uh, we know Carson Wentz has like tight ends before, like in Zach Ertz. There is a more talent in the offense. on Dodson, I think, is going to have a decent rookie year. You also got Terry McLaurin, who got paid, an absolute monster out there. Uh, Logan Thomas could be a little sleeper, especially for his ADP. Like, you're not going
1: to risk anything picking him up. So my, hon- my honorable mentions were Pat Fryer, because I moved him out of 12. Um, and then I had Cole Komet and Hunter Henry as honorable yeah. mentions. Hunter Henry the one I also want to mention. He got a lot of uh, red zone targets last year. I just He's a safe pick. Yeah. Like, you can almost guarantee he's going to cut a touchdown once every other week at least. Yeah, he'll get you your five, six points. Like he He's safe. He's on the same level as Pat with me, kind of. I just don't like how John Usom is there, getting paid the same amount. But you can't do anything about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to go ahead and
0: recap my tight ends list. Number one, I had Travis Kelsey. Number two, Mark Andrews. Three, George Kittle. Four, Donald Schultz. Five, Darren Waller. Six, Kyle Pitts. Seven, Dallas Goddard. Eight, TJ Hawkinson, Nine, Zach Gertz. Ten, Dawson Knox. Eleven, Cole Komet. And number 12, Pat Frammerth.
1: All right. And my top 12 tight ends for this season is one, Mark Andrews, two, Travis Kelsey, three, Kyle Pitts, four, Darren Waller, number five, George Kittle, six, Dalton Schultz, seven, Dawson Knox, eight, Zach Ertz, nine, Dallas Goddard, ten, TJ Hawkinson, eleven, Mike Kosicki, and twelve, David Njoku.
0: All right. Um so that is it for the QBs and tight ends next week. Ooh, do we go to wide receivers or running backs?
1: That's an interesting one. We'll do one or the other. I have two things I, I do want to ask you before we do wrap this up. huh. Okay. So, one, I saw this TikTok today. And it was from guys we watch. It was uh try to remember the name to give them the credit. Pick a side. Okay. And it was an older TikTok, but it was them talking about Julio Jones and Hmm. ranking him against receivers right now, 2022. So I want to ask you, and I I thought these people's answers were fucking ridiculous. Okay? So I want to ask you if Julio Jones is better than these receivers this year. That's what the question was. And I want to hear your answers to this, okay? Are you talking about in real life or in fantasy? In real life and in fantasy. It's basically both. Okay. Uh, T. Higgins. No. He's not better. Absolutely not. Thank you. Someone, one of them said Julio Jones. Okay, um, let's go, Michael Thomas. No. Say Michael Thomas or Julio Jones. Michael Thomas. Okay. Um, Adam Thielen. Thielen. Thank you. Uh, let's go, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Thank you. Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Thank you. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. They said also who was better than Michael Williams this year. Uh, Brandon Cooks, not fucking Cooks. Go ahead. Hunter Renfro. Uh, Renfro. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, thank you. That's close, but I agree with you on that. Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Thank you. Uh, And we'll do like two more. Devontae Smith. Uh, Devontae Smith. And Darnell Mooney. Mooney. Thank you. So, I was watching this clip, and I'm not. There was one guy that was realistic and said basically the same answers you did. But there was this guy that was like, had Julio over all of them. And I was blowing my fucking mind. I'm like, he does realize Julio is not on the Falcons anymore, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, Julio could have a bounce back year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, but he was very hurt last Kielin? year. But I mean, the T. Higgins one's crazy to me.
1: I think he said – I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he said Higgins, I know for sure that he said Julio was better than Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, and Adam Thielen. Nah, I mean – Fucking crazy to me. I I was watching and I was losing brain cells. Truly. And uh, this is a new segment I I do want to add to the end of every podcast. Uh, It is called Random Questions with Final Pick Pod. And I'm going to ask you random questions every time we film a podcast you got to answer them you have to answer them okay and they're going to be rapid fire all right okay are you sure you're ready i mean i didn't know this so nope i, I wasn't going to tell you all, all right, right. Yeah, do be ready for for some stuff though it's going to be some weird shit like i said it is random but they are sports related okay i was about to say they are they are sports related technically okay number 1 we're going to ask we're going to ask 5 every episode okay Dance-off between Juju Smith-Schuster and Jackson Mahomes. Who wins? Uh, Juju. What? Okay. Who wins in a wrestling match, Tyler Linderbaum or Quentin Nelson? Quentin Nelson. Remember, Tyler Linderbaum was a all-state wrestler and beat Tristan Wirfs in a wrestling uh, match. I don't care. It's Quentin Nelson. <laughs> Number three. Do you think Russia accepts the Brittany Grinder trade if we throw in two first-round picks? I think they accept it either way. Uh, they declined it, by the way. Uh, who would you rather have that. a? <laughs> who would you rather have a sleepover with? O.J. Simpson or Aaron Hernandez? Neither. You got to choose one. I said neither. You got to choose one, Zach. That's the point of the game. Uh, you have to. Sleepover? That's a weird question. A sleepover. Sleepover, man. They're sleeping in your room. O.J. Simpson or Aaron Hernandez? Let me just say this: one was convicted, one wasn't.
0: You're asking some weird questions. Go on to the next one. Answer it. Um, you gotta answer it. Also, I'm,
1: OJ Simpson, hundred percent. Um,
0: I'll say Aaron Mandis.
1: Okay. Wow. All right. And last question. Um, what hurt more as a Colts fan? Andrew what Luck's retirement. What hurt more as a Colts fan? Andrew Luck's retirement or Losing the playoffs to the Jacksonville Jaguars last year? Um, Probably looks timing. All right. Well, I just wanted to know which one hurts you more. Uh, I, I'm just letting you know I have about 30 of these questions, and we're going to be asking five at the end of every episode. A lot are going to be more sports pick this, but I wanted to ask, add some funny ones that were sports-related in there as well. Those were some weird ones. You're Those asking –
0: what man i'd want to have sleep in my
1: room bro what's wrong with that first of all
0: there's nothing wrong with it but it's just a weird question to ask
1: nah it's a normal question to ask i've asked it to three other people already to make sure it wasn't that weird it's not that weird maybe it's weird for you because you don't have sleepovers but we have sleepovers here man all right you do you you do you (laughs) all right all right well that's going to do it
0: for this podcast um Make sure you guys, if you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe and like the podcast on YouTube. If you guys are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys go ahead and leave a five-star rating and follow the podcast. And go ahead down below, leave your top rankings for both QBs and tight ends. We will yep. be coming back to guys with – we'll probably do wide receivers next, maybe running backs. We'll we'll do one of the two. You might have to do next. one of
1: those at a time because that's not something you can do top 12 in. Oh, no, you're going to do like top 20, 25, something like that.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. And with that with that all being said, we'll catch you guys
1: later. See you guys. Peace.